This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 27 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Products. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse, brought to you in cooperation with the Retired Racehorse Project and New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Today on Retired Racehorse Radio, we bring you a horse adoption bonanza. Woo-hoo. Nelda Kettles of Horse and Hound Rescue joins us to share how she and some awesome people got together to build a program that finds forever homes for OTTBs in Oklahoma. HRN auditor and thoroughbred lover Erica Harvey joins us to tell us about her newest obsession, Hannibal Lecter, and no, not the serial killer. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> And New Vocations brings us an out-of-this-world winner circle adoptable horse of the week. Listen in. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And this is Joy Hills from the still cold Kalamazoo, Michigan, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. Well, hey, Joy, how's it going? This week has been awesome so far. Never would I thought I'd say that on a Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Monday when we're recording this, and most of that was February, and I never thought February would be okay at all, but it's been a pretty good week for both of us. What happened with you? So I won a contest on Instagram, which was pretty exciting. It was through Herd of Zebras. I don't know if you guys are aware of her, but she Forrest is the owner of it. She's a really cool girl who's put together kind of a community of people of share your stripes. Everyone deserves their stripes and they're part of the herd. And it's focused on diversity within the horse world, whether it's race, sexuality, background, economics, whatever. She's trying to bring everyone belongs in the sport. So she had a contest in February about why the herd is important. Why is it important to be supportive and uplifted other equestrians in the sport? And I talked about my experience of being one of the only people of color in my entire community in the horse world and how isolating that was as a kid. But it actually finding kind of using social media as I've gotten older brought me back into the sport because I was going to give it up. I just kind of moved on, didn't really think much of it. And social media and, you know, the HRN auditors and all of that has brought me back in where I feel like I have that supported community again. So won a really cool prize there, made some really cool networking experiences. It was like $1,200 worth of stuff, which is exciting. So um, of course, of, it's probably stuff for your horse, right? It's a mixture. Things for me, things for them, Ooh. which is really cool. And all the prizes were from women-owned businesses. So they're all small businesses. And that part was really cool to me. That's a near and dear thing to my heart. And one of those prizes is a Cavalli Club box, and I'll get into it a little bit later, but we will have a prize for our listeners with Cavalli Club, so I'll have to listen in. Fantastic. Well, it's been a good week here in Oklahoma as well, and we're going to talk to Nelda Kettles from Horse and Hound, who I work very closely with. We have had a very successful week getting horses adopted. For those who don't know, I'm a certified Monty Roberts instructor and trainer, and what that means is... I train horses 
through nonviolence. That's kind of Monty's mission is to make the world a better place for horses and people too. And so this rescue takes all the horses off the track. We're going to talk to her and learn more about it, but they started sending them to me to train because horses that are viewed, as you guys know, from all of new vocations adoptions, the horses that are seen being ridden have a much better chance of getting adopted. So I take them and bring them home and I spend some time with them, get to know them, start riding them. And my gosh, we just had a very successful week. So we're going to talk a little more about that. And baby Groot is back in action and all, all, all the, th- I actually entered a competition for next no, year. Really? Yes, I did. Oh. Like, you know what, baby Groot, if you can handle the makeover, you can handle a starter horse trial. So we're okay. So it is. A, I was wondering if it was going to be eventing or if you were just going to do the jumps with him. Oh, the yeah. whole thing all in one oh. day. What the hell? Might as well just throw right at him, right? <laughs> so I love we're going to go, yeah, do some Feather Creek. It's a schooling horse trial. So getting our, our toe back in the water at post makeover and, and trying to see if he remembers anything. Because I gave wow. him a whole lot of time off because he was so young and he worked so hard mm-hmm. building up to it. So I gave him a couple months just to go be a horse after that. And so we've slowly got back to work. I had the vet out. I was like, are we good to go? How's he She's been like, with that go. break? Like, has he, is he a different horse coming back or? Let me tell you, this horse has loved a break. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I always say that with him, it's like, thank God he's Bay. Cause he will just find the muddiest mud pit he can and just lay down and sleep for hours in just the most disgusting. We have well, 20 he's probably acres. learned that clay, you know, is a part of staying youthful in your looks. Mm-hmm. It's good for your skin. Yeah. Again, thank <laughs> God he's not gray because I would even be, <laughs> I'd set him free. <laughs> but we're going to talk to, uh, we got a lot coming up on the show. And Joy, why don't you tell us what is on the show? Yes. Well, first, before we get into that, because it's just going to be a slew of horse adoption stuff, like Get ready to hide a horse from your husband. Find one that matches in your field because we got a lot coming for you. But let's take a listen to one of our ads from our premier sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, first. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. There's a big part of my life and it has found itself here in Oklahoma since I've moved here. When I first got here, I needed a makeover horse, Joy, and I needed to find a makeover horse and I needed to go. I wanted to adopt something and I found a rescue called, I I, I, I found this rescue that is it's unlike any other rescue. It's called horse and hound rescue.com is the website, but it's not just a horse rescue joy because they also rescue senior 
dogs. So when you drive in to horse and hound, you drive in and you're greeted by 50 limping, crooked, awesome, (laughs) lovable dogs that come to see your truck and, and greet you when you get out. And then there's horses just everywhere. And we've got the brains behind the whole organization. Nelda Kettles her and her husband, Larry, started Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation. And I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of kind of who they are and why they started it and what is happening and kind of how we're partnering together. So hello, Nelda. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about how you started Horse and Hound Rescue. Okay. Well, my husband and I were in the thoroughbred breeding business, and we ran thoroughbreds at Remington Park here in Oklahoma. And we loved the racing business. We loved the babies raising the thoroughbreds. And we had a great time for about 30 years doing this. And then Larry, my husband, started having some health problems that kind of cut back on that. And we discussed the best way that we felt we could give back to an industry that that had been so good to us and that we had enjoyed so much. And in talking, of course, to the different owners and trainers at Remington and the other tracks that we ran at, aftercare was a huge problem. You know, there weren't a whole lot of options for what to do with a racehorse when he just decides he doesn't want to run anymore or if he has a minor injury. So we came up with with Horse and Hound to help the off-track thoroughbreds, and the dogs just kind of happened. (laughs) In Oklahoma, as, you know, any state, the senior dogs, a lot of them we end up with the because the the owner has died and the family doesn't have room for them or the owner has, you know, got to go into uh, like a nursing home. And so we have 50 acres out here. So we have uh, lots of room for them to wander around or limp around or whatever (laughs) until, uh, until, you know, they they are ready to go and it, it fits well. You know, and we can always say if anybody asks us that the horses are definitely dog broke. (laughs) Yes, you will not find a horse that comes from horse and hound that is not comfortable around dogs. That is for sure. And do you know why, Joy, I can speak so earnestly about that? (laughs) Why is that, Jamie? Nelda, tell them what you've done to me. (laughs) Well, Jamie has adopted not only three thoroughbreds, but also a lovely little basset hound. <laughs> it was adorable. Oh my gosh. She is just my heart. My, we have never ever in 10 years of marriage had a dog sleep in the bed until this dog. <laughs> she just kind of, she's just kind of part of the team now, I guess. So we, we are thrilled to have her. Now we started with my makeover horse when I came out to see a bunch of the horses there. And I remember I called Nelda and I said, hi, I'm looking for a gelding between three to 10. That's a makeover, you know, still qualified for the makeover. And she's like, <laughs> her answer joy was, this is going to be a candy store for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was, I mean, it was like horse after horse, all like so many healthy, sound, makeover eligible horses that were standing around just waiting to be adopted. So I settled on Lost My Way, who we called Baby Groot. Obviously, you guys know the story of that. I went to the makeover. But about probably about six months after I got Groot, Nelda called me. Tell him what yeah. you said, Nelda. Well, <laughs> I could. It's, it's very hard. Racing horses is adopting horses. It's pretty addictive. And so it was really hard for me to cut all my ties with running thoroughbreds. And I had just retired the last thoroughbred that I had raced. And his name was Nuisance. And he was a big, good-looking, good-moving horse. And guess who I thought of that needed him? <laughs> Jamie, this is Nelda. I have a horse for you. Nelda, I don't need another horse. I have one of your horses. No, no, no. This one. Okay. You know what? I'll keep him till you're ready. Fine. He's yours. I don't care. Oh, well, I'll, I guess right. I better come see him. So then I came and saw him and I was like, put him in the damn trailer. <laughs> <laughs> He's super nice and he is a big part of the family. And then the third one just came and mm-hmm. I don't know how I held out this long, but Nelda, can you tell everybody a little bit about the grant that you guys got and how you and I are, are partnering together? Absolutely. The ASPCA about oh, six or seven months ago had come out with a grant opportunity called rescuing racers. And As nice as a lot of these horses are, some of them need a little extra training from a professional. We are an all-volunteer organization, and the people that ride the horses here are great, but they are not professionals. So, you know, seeing this need, the ASPCA had put out this grant, and I was lucky enough to to get it. And before uh, I had done that, Jamie and I had discussed her availability in case I did get it to, to help. And luckily the stars aligned and we got the grant and Jamie was able to take the horses and it has worked fantastic. The horses that, uh, that had issues, some of them, of course, a lot worse than the others. I think we've gotten them all adopted, but maybe one. I think valid is still here. He didn't have any issues. He's the dang easiest one. He was adopted, but (laughs) the polo person who was going to adopt him, we Mm -hmm. said he's 16-1, and she, I guess, didn't just didn't believe us. And so he's back with no fault of his own, and he is quite lovely if anybody's looking for a really nice horse. But, yeah, we've, we've had some pretty good luck. Yes, we've had some fantastic luck. And I think one of the... One of the main reasons, of course, along with the training, is what Jamie does on just the video logging of them. She shows each step, what they are doing, and I think a lot of people are very visual, and seeing what she does just kind of pushes them over. Maybe they were thinking about it, and then they see this good-looking horse and Jamie working her magic with them, and it kind of tips them in our balance. And like I said, I think, I think we've only got one that has not been adopted yet. I mean, it's, it's, it's been really, I I can't think of something that I've ever done that I've, that is so rewarding and that is to be able to help. And, and just this last week, Oh my gosh, I I had one come in for training joy and his name was cowboy pride. 
Oh, I loved him. I loved him too. I loved him so much. Like he would sleep in the pasture and I would like go snuggle on him. I was here like a week and instantaneously he was my best friend. But oh, no. as you guys know, the week before I had, my husband had adopted another horse from Nelda. <laughs> so, hashtag peer pressured. Hashtag peer pressured. I could not take this horse. I was, I was really heartbroken. It was really hard to put him in the trailer. I was like dreading it. I take him back and I tell Nelda, I'm like, this one goes to someone special. Tell us what happened to Cowboy Pride since I left. I got a call from Christina that had adopted a horse from us about, oh, maybe about six months ago. And it was her husband's 40th birthday and he had seen the video of uh, Jamie working cowboy and had fallen in love with him. And Aww. so Norman's 40th birthday, Christina wanted to get Cowboy Pride for Norman. So Cowboy Pride was loaded up yesterday and is now in the hands of a very loving family in Stillwater. So it that worked could, out pretty good. Not crying, it worked out crying. great. I know, right? And here's <laughs> the thing is he's got some daughters and pretty much they took the horse this morning and they were like, oh, he's yeah. ours now. <laughs> the, that horse is going to be spoiled rotten. He's going to get so fat off carrots and apples. What a great life. <laughs> yes. I yes. know he yes. was, a, he was a very special one and and special to me. I mean, they all are. I just, I remember every second about all of them. I mean, the first one that I took for training named Kona, how's Kona doing? Kona's doing great. He, he was adopted with a young family out of Edmond, Oklahoma. They adopted Kona and another horse. The wife had previously been into horses and then as a lot of people do when you have the family and they have two small children and they were getting back into horses and wanted the, the children to be around a couple of nice geldings. So Kona is now again being loved and being fed treats and all that, but he is going to do little shows in, in the Oklahoma circuit. And so that was a good ending. Absolutely. They really all have, I mean, one of them is down playing polo in Texas and what, I mean, they all have such amazing stories now and this wouldn't have been possible for sure without that grant, but boils down to you guys. I mean, you spent 30 years in an industry and when you were done with it, you're like, how can we give back? to this industry that we've loved and to be able to open your home and your house and your farm and your pocketbooks. How, how does this work? I mean, how, how are you guys not, you know, homeless? <laughs> <Those horses above? laughs> well, that's true. Well, in Oklahoma, we do get some help from the Oklahoma Horse Racing Association and from the Thoroughbred Racing Association of Oklahoma and grants always play a big part in any organization that, you know, that, and there's also Thoroughbred Charities of America and Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. So there are groups out there. Of course, they all have their different uh, qualifications that, you know, you have to be around so many years or something. And it, it's, it's tough financially always, but like you said, seeing that horse go to a family where you know he's got a great ending rather than one that might have been a little iffy 
if these organizations weren't out there to give them the good options, makes it worth it. Absolutely. Now you, and you told you me, even, so, sorry, you told me something the other day when I was picking up the last one that you had a bunch more coming in, even though you're full, you said, I just can't turn them away because we're here to provide the option for them or something like that. Explain that. Well, uh, once you're told an owner and, or a trainer that they have this option, that we will take the horse and retrain it, rehome it, get it a good home. And then they send you three or four. And then when they want to send you the fifth one, you say, well, we're too full. We can't take him. Then I don't think now, of course, you cannot take more than you can take care of. There is absolutely that. But as long as, as we can keep getting them adopted and make room for the next one, then I think we need to keep doing that. And if we can get them adopted as quickly as we did talking Shannon, that'll work all day long, won't it? Oh, my gosh. Joy, did you see this? They sent me this mare that came off the track a couple weeks ago. And I go pick her up, and I'm like, oh, my God. This mare looks like, I, I don't know. What I mean, she looked a like precious totally. I mean, she like this ginormous, very present dark bay with this tapered nose and just so dainty, but like mm-hmm. com- confirmationally perfect. And I turn her out and I climb up on my round pin just to get a video because I do like a little introduction. And what does she do? She loops around, she does a flying lead change to the left, flying lead change to the right, and like stops. And I post this video. And oh my gosh, Nelda, what happened? My phone started blowing up. Jamie's phone started blowing up. <laughs> and we upset several people that we couldn't adopt her out in pieces, basically, because <laughs> everybody wanted her. Yeah. And my everybody. dad actually was interested in her, too. I was like, what are you going to do with a thoroughbred? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's just one of those horses that has presence. So hopefully she's going to be a makeover horse for, for the trainer next year. So that should work oh, out God. really great. So we'll get to follow along with that. But now that how can, before we let you go, how can people help you or help your organization? Well, basically anybody that's looking for an off-track thoroughbred, you know, go to our website. Facebook is more up to date though. Facebook Facebook is is always more up to date and take a look at the great thoroughbreds we have. Um, We always need donations of, of course, cash, feed, grain, anything like that, if you happen to be in Oklahoma, and just tell people about it, because we have some, as you know, some beautiful off-track thoroughbreds that that are looking for homes, and and unfortunately, for a long time, I don't think the uh, the supply is ending, because I'm, I'm getting horses in from Oakland Park, and from Sam Houston, and, uh, you know, as long as we're running, there, there will be horses that uh, that need a second home. It's horseandhoundrescue.com. And again, some of the horses on there, we need to get Kim to update it because there's a, a whole lot of new ones, uh, more new ones. But the Facebook uh, Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation, you can check that out as well. You can follow me, Jamie Massey Jennings, on Facebook as well. And I send them all over to Horse and Hound and they repost them all. We'll bore you to death. I'm pretty sure that I don't have any more friends on my Facebook page because <laughs> I've made them all unfriend me by now. But I do have people that are in interested in horses and really that's all that matters. So again, horseandhoundrescue.com. Nelda, again, thank you for everything that you do for the animals and 
and for me and, and my family and and thanks for just please can it is it is March second we're recording this episode. Can you please not let me adopt anything else at least for six months? Tell you what, I have another beautiful filly from the family that uh, Cowboy and Okie came from. So you're in trouble. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> All right, good times. This should be fun. I'll see you. I'll, I'll pick up a horse right after uh, this weekend. I'll I'll see you Tuesday. Uh, okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Cashel Company helps you enjoy the ride with their full line of trail bags and tush cushions. From cantle bags to horn bags and everything in between, comfort and convenience on the trail is what Cashel does best. To stay up to date with the latest products and news, follow Cashel Company on Facebook and Instagram. And to find their products, visit an authorized dealer or visit cashelcompany.com. Well, there's nothing more fun than bringing on one of our listeners to the show. And Erica has done something that I've been wanting to do that my husband keeps telling me no for. But she has just adopted a horse from New Vocations, which is super exciting. Erica, welcome to the show. I can't wait to hear about your pony. (laughs) Hi, guys. Well, I just adopted a horse from New Vocations out of New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And his name's Hannibal Lecter. Amazing name. Yeah, but the thing is, though, he's not Hannibal Lecter kind of guy. He hasn't I, um, eaten your face off or, like, bit your tongue or anything? Or been, like, when you're no. cleaning stalls and he's like, Calarice. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, I had my second ride with him today, and he's mm-hmm. just a dude. Just a- he's so low-key, been there, done that. He's just Aww. very cool. What made you decide to go with number one, a new vocations horse, and number mm-hmm. two, how could you pick this one out of the lineup? <laughs> well, I, a couple of years ago, I had adopted from them my horse, Joker, and they are so easy to work with, and they know so much about the horse that you're getting, and they're happy to answer any questions that you have. So the first time I had gotten my horse out of New York from Leandra, He was actually a horse that wasn't listed on the website yet. And I told her exactly what I was looking for. And she placed me with him and it was great. It's been great ever since. Awesome. So tell us, Joker, what have you been doing with him since you got him from New Vocations? We do 100 jumpers. I haven't competed him yet. But we have this great big facility out in Pittsburgh, and we jump around. We've been doing a meter, meter one okay. at home, and he's been doing fantastic. Him and Hannibal Lecter are similar in a lot of ways, but different in a lot of ways. Joker likes to be loved, and he asks a lot of questions. So he really likes to know where you are and what you want him to do at all times. <laughs> and then Hannibal Lecter is the opposite. He is like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Just sit back and let me do Hold my, my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got this. That is a exactly. great horse to have. <laughs> That's exactly. fantastic. So his name is Hannibal actually... Lecter. And what? and you and I have you and I've talked a little bit about this whole Hannibal Lecter thing because like <laughs> we on the auditor's Facebook page we're trying to come up with a barn name for Hannibal Lecter because if mm-hmm. you call him don't come up with something quickly he's going to be named known as Hannibal Lecter and who wants that so I thought you should I call like... him Tony like you know Anthony Hopkins is what his friends call him and no, I, I thought I... you should name him Moth yeah and I love lamps. both of those I mean, it's like ah. and then every day I think of something new but so what are you going to go like with? A... 
Break the name oh. here. Give it to us Today, first. The name of the day is Opie. <laughs> Opie. Opie. That's cute, though. It is uh, cute. Opie. Is he kind of an Opie? He you know? is. Like, well, well, whenever he's in the stall, he's like a Mr. Scruff McGruff. But outside, when you're just doing stuff with him, he's just very, I don't know, a dude. Like he's very, <laughs> he's very chill. Attentive. So I love it. I don't know. He's like anti. He's like hundred percent opposite of Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> That's so funny. Sometimes when you name a so horse, I don't know. They, I'm working on it. They become opposite, and sometimes they really mirror the name. It's you know, true. right? It's true. So, what All are right. your future goals for him? I don't know yet. Um, I'm probably going to do something similar with the, what I've been doing here. Definitely a lot of hunter paces because those are so much fun. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he likes to do. I like that you're letting him kind of choose his path. That is such a nice thing to do for your horse. Yeah. And he's he's done a lot. Um, I was able to actually get in contact with his old owners. And he, um, after he was done racing, he won over $200,000. So he's definitely a war horse guy. He actually was a pony horse. And he ponied sir winston at the beaumont stakes so i was like that's really cool wow bit of a celebrity then (laughs) yeah he is well congratulations for adopting him and i'm so glad you went with new vocations i'm obviously biased i have one of their horses too if you could give a recommendation for someone to get a horse from new vocations what's the best thing you could say about them that they are an amazing bridge from the racehorse industry to do you know what I mean the both all of the industries in the horse world are so big it's hard for racehorse owner to say oh I want to send my horse to Sally down the road because I know that she's going to take great care of them Mm -hmm. like they don't have that tool all the time do you know what I mean so I think new vocations is a great way that racehorse owners are able to say, Hey, can you please find my horse a great home? This is what I know he can do. And I really want him to be with this kind of person. So I went all of their trainers are fabulous. And I really, I had a fabulous experience with them both times. Fantastic. Well, we'll we're going to have Leandra on the show in a little bit to talk a little bit about the new adopted horse and maybe get a training tip from her. So Girl, oh, cool. congratulations on the Hannibal congratulations. Lecter. On Tony Hey, Opie. thank you so much. Thank sure. you. Congratulations. Thanks. Did you know that Smarty Jones sired a young event horse winner or that Medaglia del Oro son competed in second level at the U.S. Dressage Finals? Find out how all of your favorite sires and bloodlines perform in second careers through Retired Racehorse Project's interactive thoroughbred sport tracker the internet's only user-driven database tracking thoroughbreds and second careers has thousands of entries that can be searched by sire grandsire or damp sire as well as by discipline with a free rrp online user account you can enter your own thoroughbreds information to help the database grow tap tb sport tracker in the menu at retiredracehorseproject.org and learn more today 
Well, one of my favorite partnering groups is New Vocations. They've been with us for over a year now. They've done a crazy, amazing job at adopting horses out. I think they had over 500 this last year, Jamie, which is insane. But I'm so excited because spring's coming up, which means all the horse events are starting to creep onto our calendar. And I have Sarah Coleman with us. She's kind of the director of all the events at New Vocations. And she'll be coming on to tell us the news of what you should be expecting and excited for. Welcome to the show. Sarah, how are you today? I am well. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Tell us what's going on at New Vocations. What do we have to look forward to coming up? Absolutely. So we are gearing up. Of course, it's the season of events out here, but we are actually hosting a silent auction at the Louisiana Derby. We just recently opened our Louisiana facility and Rosie Napravnik has been spearheading kind of a fundraiser for education and also to raise the money specifically for that uh, venue down there. And it's actually going to take place on March 21st, but it will also be online as well. So we would definitely mm-hmm. encourage your listeners if they are interested in some memorabilia to, to log on to that. We'll have the information on our website, but there's all kinds of stuff. There is a real quiet Kentucky Derby print signed by Kent DeSormo. There is a bunch of different drawings. There's a, a donations by a couple people who are very, very good to us. Um, there's also a whole bunch of swag, MagnaWave and Luberson. And you oh, definitely wow. need not be present to win. <laughs> That's awesome. So where can people find information on the silent auction? Absolutely. So if they go to newvocations.org, we will have on our events tab, there will be an actual link so that they can register to bid, find out a little bit more. We'll do some photo opportunities that we'll post on our social media as well, just to kind of highlight, you know, the work that we do, rehabbing, retraining, and rehoming thoroughbreds. Awesome. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. I will be spending some money that I don't have, but it'll be exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And from the back of the pack on the outside, commanding curve is taken second, but California Chrome shines right in the Kentucky Derby! And now it's time for the New Vocations Winner's Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week. Well, as always, we have to have Leandra on to tell us about the next horse we're going to drool over, but... After talking to you, Leandra, a couple episodes ago about doing how to teach flying lead changes to these horses coming off the track, I mean, teach them, they already know them, but to teach them to do them with us asking at the exact time, we had a lot of positive response to that. And now people want to have training tips from you. So I kind of, I didn't, I didn't plan this ahead. I didn't give you any heads up. So I thought I'd start with something easy with when you get your horse off the track, what is the first thing that you do? Well, I would say our number one step here when they come into the program, aside from figuring out any physical issues, if they have to work on that in rehab, would be working on what I like to call the mental retraining part of things. And the first step of that is getting them used to turnout. And turnout is great for a lot of different reasons. One being that it lets them expel energy and two being it gets them back into that social structure and a lot of horses coming right off the track they haven't been turned out in a group maybe since they were weanlings 
So for many of them, it's been a while and we start them in round pens. If you have a smaller pen, it's usually a good idea. So they aren't a hazard to themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes sedation is necessary with some who are extra enthusiastic. And we let them, you know, keeping something like hay or toys, like something that can keep them distracted is a great option to have, but it's really just the very first thing is just getting them used to a different routine because they're very routine-based animals. And then just getting them used to being a horse in that way again, which I think some people don't necessarily think about that as part of the transition process but I like to emphasize it because it can make your life a whole lot easier if they're already used to turn out as now, far as the training side of things. And when, it's when horses come off the, just about that, when they come off the track, do they typical typically come in with some sort of performance enhancing drug, maybe still in their bloodstream that they need to kind of detox from, or is that just kind of a myth? They can. We don't always have record of it. If like that, sometimes it's not even on the radar of the people who are donating them. So, you know, some horses, the owners have already decided they're not going to be competitive. So they might have just been hanging out at the barn, not needing any sort of performance enhancing anything. So maybe they've already gone through that. You know, maybe one has had a race fairly recently and they're really, you know, jacked up mentally and they're just excited about everything and used to racing. We don't necessarily know, but certainly allowing them to have a little bit of that. I call it orientation because they're sort of like, you know, college kids orienting to our program, but just letting them, letting them get used to the different schedule, the different atmosphere, getting used to interacting with other horses, you know, that creates a built-in buffer time for if they do have anything in their system for it to wear off. How long do you recommend for that? Well, for us, because we have eyes on the horses in all different parts of the process, we usually have them in the round pens for a week and then are doing ground work with them for another week. So with us, it's pretty short. But for other people, they prefer to have a couple months I think it's really safe to give them 60 days if you have the time to just let down. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe you're doing the RRP and you don't have the time for that. I would just keep in mind that those 60 days are still a really critical period of observation. So you shouldn't plan on switching their whole world upside down in those first 60 days because that still is their orientation. But it all depends on how you go about it, I guess. But every horse is different. It really depends on what they where they just came from, who they just came from, what they were doing. You know, there are a lot of different factors. So I would just be really observant in everything. And you can learn a whole whole lot from your horse in that time, just as far as their personality, what they like, what they don't like, you know, even figuring out things like, where do they like to be scratched? That can help you a lot in bonding with them and creating that trust that will help you in the saddle. So Everything you do will go into how you do your success or shortcomings or struggles, all of that. You can read a lot from just the everything you do on the ground. So I like to put the most emphasis on that. 
I love it. Okay, so that is your training tip from Leandra from New Vocations. And next time we're going to talk to you about when you first decide to start riding them. So keep that in mind for next time. Now, right now, tell us about this beautiful bay that we are going to talk about. She is a stunning 2016 16-2-hand bay mare. Her name is Star Design, and her bar name is Astra. Astra is very easily has become a horse who many of my staff, even at the barn are just totally enamored with. So I very frequently get pictures from people in the barn who are, you know, cuddling with her while she's napping on the ground or, you know, have taken some picture of her in any part of her day and have shared it with me or shared it on social media, but she's just, that personable and of course that good looking that she becomes the subject of these these adorations but she's a 2016 mare so four years old now I swear she's grown even in the time that she's been here so we have her at 16 too and I was just thinking to myself I should really stick her again because I bet she's 16 three now and she actually retired just because she wasn't showing a lot of talent as a resource, but without any known injuries. And she's been really sound with us. She's a horse who just wowed me from the first time I ever sat on her. She just had that it factor where she had energy, but it was compactable. You could collect or, you know, maybe not true collect, but she showed the beginnings of trying to do whatever you asked her to do, whether it was extension or collection. And, she, as she's gotten used to our schedule and our routine, and we've worked her into the program, what she's shown us now is this incredibly unflappable horse who has all this talent and you can still kind of joke around on her. You know, one of my riders had her legs in front of the saddle flap and was just kind of hanging out with a loose rein and just she's just one of those horses who really is the total package. Fantastic. You guys can go to horseadoption.com or newvocations.org to find out more about star design and her adoption fee is a thousand plus the $1,500 donation. And again, she's at the new vocations in Lexington, Kentucky and Leandra, I don't know how you do your job because I'd want to take them all home and uh, you, you're you're better than me. So (laughs) thanks very much. No problem. And I will add as a last addendum that star designs sire is astrology, who is my personal horse. The one horse who has suckered me into adopting him from the (laughs) vocations and all my time here, he is also an astrology baby. So this is his half sibling which makes me totally unbiased, clearly, and uh-huh. liking this horse. But I think that she has all the same star qualities that drew me to my one foster fail, I like to call him. <laughs> give him away. Awesome. Leander, thanks so much. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next episode. Thanks for having me. 
So, Jamie, as I mentioned earlier, Cavalli Club has offered to offer our listeners a chance to win one of their spring boxes, which I'm so excited about. We are all about uplifting those who've inspired us and who we are today. And Retired Racehorse has teamed up with Cavalli Club to celebrate those who have inspired your ride. Whether you're a trainer, parent, riding buddy, barn manager, whoever, we want to celebrate you both with a Cavalli Club box full of amazing goodies. To enter this contest, simply share a post of who has uplifted you in your horsey life and tag us with hashtag inspired my ride. Make sure to follow retired racehorse and Cavalli club on Instagram or Facebook. Since this is a spring box entries are due on March 21st at midnight Eastern standard time. Winners will be chosen at random and announced on our March 25th episode. Happy spring and good luck. That's awesome. What a cool contest. Hey, you guys can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at retiredracehorseradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. Jamie's email is jamie at horseradionetwork.com. And my email is joy at horseradionetwork.com. Or follow me on Instagram at joyhequestrian. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Products. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. Ed Spay, Neuter, and Geld. Bye, guys.